and welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again I say, I decree and declare that we're going to have a miraculous, spectacular 2020 at 5,780 years on the Jewish calendar. And that what the enemy meant for evil, God, you hey, bye, daddy, God, you hey, bye, is going to turn out for our good. Spiritual believers, as you know, I had been asked by the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to do the book called How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. And as a preamble or in preference or prior to doing this, I decided to dedicate some time on Enter the Glory Zone to get out to you, to people who desperately need these golden nuggets, these jewels, these pieces of wisdom that Daddy God Yuhei gave me, Lord God Yahshua Mashiach, Lord God Holy Spirit, gave me, especially after almost 30 years of marriage, in the divorce court, I got these downloads on several key things that if people knew about them, they could divorce, proof their marriage. In other words, they would never have a divorce. And so this is my gift um, from the Father to you. Um, and I want to share these valuable lessons, these pearls of wisdom that the Father had given me to give to mankind. So first of all, we have an enemy. A quick recap. We have an enemy. His name is Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal the word of God, which is the life force of your marriage. Kill your dreams of a passionate, loving marriage. And destroy your identity in Christ Jesus. And of course... Destroy your identity as becoming a loving husband and a, a loving father to your children. So, yes, we have an enemy. The other thing is that we need to talk to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit about the individual that we want to spend the rest of our life with and let them weigh in on this and give us guidance because they know the future. They know what this individual is going to be like a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now. I just got through talking to an individual who has been married for 50 years and her husband still to this very day adores her. I happened to meet her. She's a prophetess. And I happened to meet her in Kentucky Fried Chicken, and she radiated the Shekinah glory of God. She was absolutely beautiful. And so I can see why her husband is still madly in love with her. So we're going to talk about that as well. And 
We need to understand that we need to link up. We need to couple with our spouses. But first, before we do that, we need to be friends. We need to like each other without the sex, right? And the sex only enhances the relationship. So we need to couple in the spiritual realm. We need to couple on the soul realm and the natural realm. And we need to couple in the physical realm, in our bodies. But the, but the priority is spiritual first, then soul second. And last but not least, the body on our wedding night and for the rest of our marriage. Right? So these are critical things. And I also talked about the two main Reasons why people get divorced money and sex. Money and sex. Um, I talked in an earlier broadcast about what how most couples, when they get married, one is a spender, the other is a saver, and you have to balance that out. And I talked briefly, I was just getting into about sex and how the man needs sex in order to be emotionally vulnerable and open to his wife. And the wife needs sex in order to feel secure and one with her her husband. Sorry about that. One with her husband, right? So, um, so... It's important. But the reason why the father came out of my mouth is because the key is intimacy. And you want intimacy with your spouse when you have sex. You can have sex and not have intimacy. That's where prostitution comes into play. Where a man gives a woman money for sex. But there's no intimacy. It's a transaction. But to have true intimacy, it must start off with your intimate relationship with Abba Father, Yuhevahe, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. The closer and the more intimate, the more intimate your relationship is with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit the more intimate your relationship will be with your spouse because Jesus will be in the center of your marriage. Intimacy is something that just doesn't naturally occur. And I also talked briefly about how a comment made by the husband earlier in the day, you need to lose a little weight, could impact his sex in the evening so let us um, that was a brief recap of what I discussed so far so let's delve a little deeper let's go a little deeper so we can what divorce proof our marriage money is important and money actually impacts sex in the marriage if the husband is having a hard time bringing in money, bringing in what is the provisions for the household, this can impact the sexual drive of the man. He must, he must 
feel like he's taking care of his family. And if the woman doesn't feel secure in her relationship with her husband, this can also impact the sexual relationship in the marriage. I never forget Warren and I, uh, my former husband, we used to travel a lot. He loved to travel, and I loved to be with him. So wherever he wanted to go, I wanted to go. So, but we had some relatives. He actually lived in the town that they shot Mayberry RFD, um, as I think it's called um, Mount uh, Kings Mountain, right? So. It took a little while for us to get there, but for Warren, he is very spiritual, and Warren knew something was going on. He didn't tell me, but we we did extraordinary things to get to a family reunion in Kings Mountain with his Aunt Clara and um, his uncles and his cousins, which I adore and love to this very day. And Basically, his one of his favorite uncles had an antique car, a muscle car, which a lot of people don't know. Those are very, very nice antique cars. And we um, made it, but we were late. We, the planes were delayed. We had a lot of opposition getting there. So we didn't get to one of the houses until that evening. And that was one of um, Warren's favorite uncles. And and normally in the custom, especially in the African-American custom, where men separate and the men all gather together in one part of the house and the women all gather together in another part of the house. And so all the women, including myself, we're all like all gathered together in the living room. And... Warren's uncle came into the room with a beautiful plate of deliciously sweet red juicy watermelon and he cut through the room crowded with filled with women and walked over to his wife who he had been married to for I know over 25 years maybe even longer than that at that time and they had been married a long time several decades and he cut through all the women with that plate that plate of deliciously red juicy sweet watermelon and walked directly up to his wife and and handed her the plate and she got to eat that juicy piece of watermelon for me That was the ultimate statement of a man's totally mesmerized and devoted to his wife. There was no other woman in the room, just his wife, as far as he was concerned. And the power of that, I never lost that, that moment that I saw that. And believe it or not, later that night, we got a call about, I guess it was maybe one or two or three o'clock in the morning, 
where he passed away. He died later on that morning. And the last act that I saw him do was to show honor, honor to his wife. So one of the things that men should understand is that when you're in the room with other women, your eyes should only be for her. One of the things that the woman should understand, if you're in a room full of men, your eyes are only for what? Him. And it can give a, a, a level of intimacy to your marriage that you um, can can really be benefited and blessed by. One of the mistakes that God showed me in our marriage is we had a, a clique of individuals. We were all um, had degrees. We all were either um, doctors, scientists. I was a geophysicist, lawyers, um, black intelligentsia. And we all had marriages. And the, and the wives of all these men and women were beautiful as far as I was concerned. And I just adored them. I, I, it was this little group of people we hung out with in Houston, Texas in the first 10 years of our marriage. But there was one single young lady in the group. And we loved her dearly. But unfortunately... Um, the the males, and particularly one of the males, and, and my husband was not excluded from this, was they gave deferential treatment to her. Uh, they were always complimenting her, um, you know, ner- you know, and one of the things that I learned from that is she should have never been in the group to begin with. Right. But there was also a single male. And that's why she was in the group, because there was a single male. And so he was in the group and he liked her. Right. So that was how she entered and she and he entered into this circle. But this deferential treatment and always praising of this single woman and you have your wives all sitting in this room it's not good it planted seeds of divorce matter of fact the main culprit he was the first to get divorced in that in that group um and then shortly after that um the, the there were others one of them individual had about two divorces i think he was on his third divorce so the the seeds of divorce, but I noticed there was one couple, one couple that are still married to this day, and I was actually matron of honor of her wedding, and she was she's Greek Orthodox Ethiopian, and she made sure that she didn't that we weren't wasn't in that circle. That was something that I think she understood about the infection of of men not honoring their wives that she did not want in her marriage. Another interesting thing about her was 
um, my husband had befriended her and had done a lot of, I made it possible for her to get her first major, really great job. And he was instrumental in that. And, um, but when we got divorced and he wanted to come visit her with her, his new wife, she said he could not come to her home. And I was thinking, wow, that's kind of tough. But then the Holy Spirit showed me that she didn't want that spirit in her home. And that she did not want that spirit on her marriage. And so, and so she was divorce proofing, protecting her marriage. So, one of the critical things that you need to understand when you get married that your wife is number one. As a matter of fact, uh, before the children, a lot of people make the mistake of once they have children, they let the children usurp the marriage. And that's wrong, totally wrong. You will have plenty of love for your children. But the best thing you can do for your children is to have a strong marriage. And the love that overflows from the two of you can overflow into your children. So your children are not should not usurp your relationship with your husband or your relationship with the wife. Yes, when they're little baby, little infants, right? Their own bottles and stuff. But even then, you need to make sure that you put time invested in your marriage. Right? Get enough rest. Get enough sleep. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your children. But first of all, take care of your marriage. So, it has been um, very, very interesting to see how God has opened up my eyes and let me see the seeds that were planted, which at the time we did not think of as um, detrimental. But in the end, we're seeds planted by the enemy to destroy our marriage. So sex, let's talk a little bit more about sex. And then I'm going to share uh, some more um, golden um, nuggets about marriage. So women and men look at sex differently. And women are need to be wooed. They need to prime the pump. Then you need to talk to the woman. You need to be nice to the woman. Not just when the sun's going down and it's time to go to bed. You need to, one of the most, an aphrodisiac for the marriage for a woman is for the man to come in and help with the kids or help the kids with their homework. Or my dad, oh, he was phenomenal. My father, he would cook, he would clean, he would take care of us. He would do everything he could to help my mom. My mom was a nurse in the beginning of their marriage. And then my mother later became a teacher. But I watched my dad clean the house. I watched my dad cook dinner for us. I watched my dad do almost everything that my mom would normally do. Right? And he was a great father. He was not only worked, but he he carried the load of washing clothes and hanging up clothes and helping us with homework, picking us up from school. 
But he loved my mother. Absolutely adored her. And I think back on my marriage and on our marriage, I noticed it was our eighth wedding anniversary. And Warren, he our our signature flower was the cymbidium, little 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 orchids. And he bought me eight cymbidiums, eight orchids. And that was the last gift that my husband bought us in the almost 30 years of marriage. So it was in trouble even back then after, you know, and of course made all the mistakes of saying the words divorce in the marriage and doing a lot of things to try to keep the marriage going. I One of the things that I, I role play, you know, you try to do a lot of things in the natural. And one of his favorite um, women that I played was Madame Fifi. Right. I was French. And so he enjoyed her very much. But it's not sustainable if you don't nurture the relationship and honor your wife. And as we grow older, women's bodies change, men's bodies change. Now, my former husband, and he's like this to this very day, he is religious about working out. So he has a fabulous body and still does to this very day. He works out. He's very a healthy eater. And um, is some of that rubbed off on me. Thank you, Lord. Um, but... We had different uh, positions about working out. Now, one of the things that the Lord brought to my attention was he worked out a lot. So I attempted the first year of our marriage to work out with him at the gym. But he really didn't want me there at the gym. And I kind of honored that because I felt like he might have needed some space, some downtime. But later on, I discovered this was not a good thing because, you know, he was meeting people at the gym. And, you know, and that's a, that was an area that he did not welcome me to join him. And there should be no area in your marriage that your spouse should not have entree to. And yes, you need to give them space. But... You, if, if, if there's a passion and he has a passion for working out, ladies, you better get that passion too. I noticed in the pre, when we were representatives, everything that my former husband wanted to do, I did. He wanted to scuba dive, I scuba dive. We did a mnemonics class, I did a mnemonics class. So whatever he wanted to do, I was um, president of United Black Students. I was the first female elected to president of the United Black Students at the University of Miami and he um, came along and was president of the NAACP in our chapter in University of Miami and I became his vice president right so we both had leadership drives however we we did a lot of things together whatever he liked to do I like to do because women are like that. We we are, we are very compliant to our uh, spouses, and 
And so there was one thing that I was very good at and loved a lot. And the representative said that he loved it too. But when we got married, it stopped. And that was dancing. And I didn't realize how dancing, I used to go to the Rat Skeller once a week on Wednesday for Soul Night. And I would just dance my heart away. And it would be for like hours. Hours and hours and hours. I would be dripped in sweat. Well, at that time we had jumpsuits, right? And I didn't realize that that was kept my body slim and my metabolism up. And as soon as we got married, um, he stopped dancing. And that slowed my metabolism down and I started gaining weight, which my former husband did not like at all. I lost all the weight and got it off and worked out and things like that. But that was an interesting thing. The other interesting thing was I adored cats. And actually, he had, he said his nickname was The Cat. And so I thought that we would have a cat once we got married. And when we got married, he told me he was allergic to cats, right? So there's, you know, that's once again, the representative, not the real individual. And of course, um, I portray, let's tell, let's talk about me, that I was going to be a, a sexual diva, right? And was not prepared to deal with all the emotional turmoil that you have in a relationship with someone and did not respond in the way that I should sexually with my husband in some cases. Not in all cases, but there were some instances where I could have done um, been much more open with my husband and much more um, consideration of his needs, right? And, and fell into the trap that most marriages fall into. You hurt me. You're not going to get any sex. Using sex as a weapon, right? Which is the last thing you need to do. The last thing you need to do. Matter of fact, when you are hurting, that's when you need to have sex the most. Because sex is a healing balm of Gilead. Sex heals the wounds it does something in the supernatural not just in the physical that helps repair the marriage there are some things that words cannot express but that can only be expressed in sex and so that's why the father created sex because it is the glue part of the glue that keeps the marriage together and guess what marriage sex should be get better and better as you get older i know bill winston who i who i love and adore pastor bill winston he says his sex life with minister veronica winston is better than when they first got married so sex is something that just like wine Ages when and gets better if you do it the right way. So, you don't want to get into this mode of withholding sex, women. That is not the way to go. And you're just opening the door 
wide open for Satan to come in and take you out in your marriage. Because guess what? There's somebody that's willing to give your husband all the sex he wants. So it keeps the marriage together. Now, of course, you don't want to be abused. And I'm not saying be abused by your spouse, but go to the Lord, have him go to the Holy Spirit, have him help you because you want to be available for your husband in the area of sex. And then now let's talk about money, husbands. Money is, I know, important to men as well. And if you tighten up on the money, that's going to have some real repercussions on in sex because women need to feel secure. Women need to feel like they married a man that can provide for them. As a matter of fact, God pronounces a blessing over the married man. He says, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and the favor of the Lord. Married men are promoted more so than single men. Married men have higher income than single men. Married men have a lot of benefits in the workforce. And it's because God pronounces a blessing over the married man. And so you need to be a good steward of your finances and you need to make sure that your wife believes and feels like that she is number one, including in the finances. Now, I'm not saying going out and just being a shopper, shopaholic women and spending up all the money or a man being a shopaholic and spending up all the money because men can be shopaholics too. And unfortunately, they're what they buy instead of shoes, they buy boats and cars and trucks. So, so yes, we need to take a deeper look, a little bit more on how to divorce proof your marriage. And we are going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm going to continue to share all the golden nuggets, the wisdom, the insight, the understanding, the knowledge, the spirit of the Lord and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. And I'm telling you, you're going to need the spirit of might and you're going to fear the spirit of counsel. We're going to get into a little bit more detail about the joy of the Lord and how critical that is in marriage, because happiness is based on happenstance. Happiness is based on circumstances, but joy, joy is supernatural. I'd want to once again um, close this broadcast with Romans 10 9. If you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, rose again, oh yes, and you believe it with your heart and profess it with your mouth, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis, Enter the Glory Zone.